On today's episode of the Outfielder Podcast, baseball's back. Well, we think it's back. It's getting pretty close, right? It might be 114 games, maybe 15 games. We don't really know, but we do know that baseball is right around the corner, and we're excited. So we're talking about that here on today's episode. We are also bringing back an old segment that everybody misses, and with the baseball season possibly around the corner, we're going to revive it, and we're going to come back in full force with it. It's a hot, hot, hot segment that everybody loves. Had to bring it back, so... Big episode for you guys. We also want to remind everyone that today's episode of the Outfielder Podcast is sponsored by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go over to audibletrial.com forward slash SLM. You get started, put the code in. It's super easy. You get a free book, get started, give it a try, see how you like it. The authors are amazing. The way that they read them to you are amazing. It's a great product. We all use it. We all love it. AudibleTrial.com forward slash SLM and get started now. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Outfielder Podcast, episode 111, brought to you by Sensibly Loud Media. I am your host, J-Mac, a.k.a. founder numero uno, and I'm joined by my co-host, who is in the on-deck circle right now. Let's see what's going on with him. Ladies and gentlemen, now batting cleanup for the Outfielder Podcast, number three, the great... Sam Bino. Welcome back, Sam. How you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? Not too bad, man. Ben Baseball's out. Sad. Hopefully he pops in with us here in a little while. We'll see. I just, you know, you got to get the guy a clock and a calendar. <laughs> it seems, I mean, it just seems like that's what we got to do. <laughs> and a banner, the flyover of the smoke signals smoke and all signals that shit yard signs and every other damn thing i'll paint it on his car yeah lots of things mondays at six thirty. no uh sad that ben's out we'll we'll see him hopefully here in a little bit or next week we'll catch up with him no big deal um baseball might be back question mark mm, I, no i don't think so talk to me where are you at well, I mean, baseball, let's be honest, baseball is back. Korean baseball's on every day. It's, I mean, moving and moving. I haven't watched any this week, and I feel bad. I'm going to try to binge it a little bit this weekend. I, I also haven't watched any in about half a week, but that that is good enough for me right now, and I will let the players and the owners fight it out. And to be, like, 100% fair, there are weeks where we don't watch MLB baseball either. Totally. Well, <laughs> so, uh, no, that's not really yeah. true. Yeah, okay, I'll catch up on like what happened and probably not watch a whole game. Well, right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'll I'll throw Red Sox games on but in the background kind of thing. I'm not really too keen on sitting down and watching a full, you know, 17 inning right. game or some shit. Do they do like with the football games where they truncate everything and they just show what's going on? I don't You know, oh, yes. that, that uh, didn't make sense. You know what I'm talking about though. I do where they show it's like a 5 minute uh thing where it just takes out all the lag time is that's right what you're talking like about, pitch right? pitch 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 next I batter think they do that we'll have to look into that i can't because i know the nba does it i know the nfl does it and i want to say that we discovered that last year but we and it really just showed kind of like highlights of the game but it wasn't like you didn't you actually didn't really have to watch every at bat necessarily but it, it kind of got the big things and got it i thought that was fine 
Well, let's look into this. We still have an MLB TV subscription for some reason that no one's explained to us yet. Right. I've got one of my own. I don't even know why. <laughs> exactly. Like, Ben's the one that got away with murder here because he didn't buy this and it actually worked out for him. Good for him. I know, right? I But, like, there's just so many questions. Like, how are we going to handle, like, a fantasy baseball season? Like, we don't have any clue or indicator about that. It's just there's a lot going on. Uh, I... <laughs> I went back and listened to a random episode today. Uh oh. Totally a random. Like sure. I, I I found a random number generator to pick a number between one and one ten. Okay, which and one I, was it? I, I, I think it was eighty nine or something. It okay. was like late late last year and we were talking about fantasy umpires. <laughs> were we really? <laughs> yeah, we were talking because we Ben had some sort of story about he was talking about fantasy baseball not being able to like look up his stuff on his work computer. Mm -hmm. And then he brought up uh bird fantasy bird watching. Oh to yeah. His that's right. Workers. And somebody said something about like a bird fantasy. Anyway, I watched yes. that. I listened to that episode today. That is fantastic. I don't. So I recalled the fantasy bird watching, but I don't like, do we have, do we like, like actually break this idea out? Like, were we like, do we have any kind of measurement whatsoever of how they would do fantasy baseball umpiring? Well, we wanted we. I think one of our homework assignments that we didn't do, just like every episode, there's homework we don't do. That's a lot. Um, I think we wanted to see if there was advanced post game stats on umpires, and then we would, if there was available statistics on umpire performance, we were going to have a draft. Okay, that that makes that sounds like something that we would do. Um, maybe we yeah. should get back to that. <laughs> I mean, it's interesting because. There's not a lot of umpires compared to the number of players. Agreed. 100% so agreed. So you'd have to... Oh, man. So you'd only have like a very small lineup per day, I guess. And not every crew runs every day. So you'd have to do it by week, just like you would regular baseball. Where I was running with this was, I think we would make it mandatory that every umpire had to be on a team, like kickball in the third grade. Okay. So like somebody would have to have Angel Hernandez, or and somebody would have to have CB Buckner and all that. Joe shit. West. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like. Yeah. That, that would be funny as hell. So, I'm going to hand out a million dollar idea right now to, to the listeners. Uh, there could be a podcast made out of the shit that we say we are going to do but never actually get to there's a whole back channel of content that people could use to come up like we're just creating ideas and just leaving them for people to do that's right that ip is free exactly however we may not be happy if, you, if we get ripped off so just be aware of that too we'll buy you out for one and a half domino's pizzas exactly we'll have to get them cheese because of bin. um <laughs> you know but you know that, that's fine but yeah man like i saw not too long ago before we came on the air that so uh, I guess since we last talked, the players' union had rejected the proposal from Major League Baseball. We weren't really surprised by that, though. I don't think not surprised at all. I mean, it's they were. It was like they're going to cut pay in more than half. It was like one third of regular pay. Like, why would they do this kind of thing? <laughs> like, what are the owners actually? Are they just anchoring the negotiation in that place, or do they actually expect someone to say yes? I don't really know. It, it kind of feels like maybe that was a jump off point too, though, right? Like you got to kind of see what what people are going to say and and what the reaction is going to be. I just I question the validity, or not? I guess maybe not validity is not the right word, but the I question the logic of doing this in public the way that they've done it. It's very odd. You have this like go between between like the actual uh, 
you know, the Players Association and the owners, and it's all played out in a very public manner. Yeah, right. it's not a good look. It's just we're setting ourselves up for a disaster. Do you think so? I think so. I mean, if you look at where the players are and you look at where the owners are, they're so far apart, and this isn't even the bargaining agreement year, the yeah, CBA year. It's true. Uh, but I saw before we came on the air that they're looking at truncating a, a season big time down to 50 or 60 games. I don't think that's a legit season, though. You know? uh, uh, no, I agree with you. I, I'm, I don't think that's necessarily a legit season either. But I, the chaos amongst a 60-game season would be great. Could you imagine? Yeah, I mean, you'd have the A's in contention the whole season. Would you, though? Maybe. Dude, I don't know, because every game means so much more. And if you don't get out like on a good start, like that could really doom you pretty quickly. Like We talk about that all the time, about the way that it seems like the season beginning and everything, we're, it's really hard to judge kind of where you're going with that that early. But like with 50, 60 games, like you're going to figure out what your team is pretty damn fast. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it, can you tank a season with so few games? Are the Orioles going to be able to tank? I, I think so. I think the Orioles have been pretty well replenished. I think the question goes to Derek Jeter and are the Marlins going to be able to continue tanking the way that they have in the past? Hmm. No, I don't think they'll be solvent by the end of that season. That's a, I mean, that man, like, I really, how, how much have you heard of just like both sides of this just bitching at each other? I mean, is that, does it feel like that's what it is? Is just both sides bitching about their position and a bunch of people that have a lot of money? Is that kind of what I think like it's the people with money are supposed to be giving a lot of it to players and the players are like, Hey, this is what I got contracted to do. Right. And I'm prorating it. And that is fair. Right. And the owners are like, no, I own a business. I'm not allowed to take a loss on this business for some reason. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to allow that to happen. I think the most ridiculous argument is that, Oh, well the teams will have to declare bankruptcy and all that. And it's like, okay, no, first no. of all, if you can't afford to own a team, there are thousands of billionaires that are lined up to buy a, a sports franchise. I promise you that. I mean, if you can't afford to buy it, you shouldn't own, it, own the asset. That's really what it comes down to. Totally. That's pretty and straightforward. The business would dec declare bankruptcy just because the owner doesn't want to pony up the cash. Right. And because a lot of these guys have a lot of their actual net worth wrapped up in these kinds of investments and teams and stuff. And that's fine, but this is what you get whenever that's the other side of the coin, I guess. Yeah, totally. Uh, I, I hope it doesn't get to that point. I really don't either. I don't think they're going to let it get there. I think it'll just stall out before it gets there before it gets to uh, just a nasty brawl, I guess. But I, I don't, I don't necessarily see it as a situation where, you just got a bunch of billionaires whining at billionaires. Like these guys are, like you said, under contract, they're paid based on their talent. Like, uh, like you can make the argument that like, well, there are, you know, 40 million people in this country out of jobs right now. And so, you know, the fact that the rich baseball player is out of a job, I mean, that's an argument, but like, uh, I think there's it was no moral high ground in that argument. No, because I think it, it was uh Keith, Falk the other night tweeted something to the effect of like 60% of players make under a million dollars in the league. So it's like, that's not really like, <laughs> that's just not great logic. You know, like I get that, but like at the same time, like these people are valued to play their sports and that is their value to 
society, whether you like that or not, those are two different things. It's also like it probably still they're obviously like way net positive by the end of this, sure. but like they don't play baseball forever. Like I'll be in my profession for a very long time making much less money. They make a lot more because they're obviously an entertainment product that's nationwide and their lifespan in that career is short. Yeah. You get like 10, 10 years is great. It's absolutely incredible. That's all so, you can hope you know, for. You make under a million dollars, whatever the league minimum is, like 480000 or something like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Let's say you make that for 10 years. Um, that's good. great. What's next? That's not a lifetime worth of money. No. that's You go invest I that mean, and make more money. The, the words that just left my mouth sound so ridiculous, right? But like <laughs> you could absolutely live on that. But no, but in not, context um, to what they're aiming for. Right. And in context to what they're... Like, like it's just extrapolating it on a bigger stage is all it is. It's what, you know, the average person does every day, but it's just you happen to be a note, no, you know, like a notor- a notorious notoriety. What is that? What, what am I looking for? What, what Notable. Notable. There it is. Uh, sports figure. Like, that's what you sign up for for that. So, like, you know, there's every bit as much chance that you could fail at doing that. Totally. Like, it's a gamble and it's not guaranteed for anybody. That's. An then it'll be fact. working at Home Depot Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays from nine to six. Correct, exactly. I will tell you though, man. Like one thing that scares me, and one thing that I saw, uh, I think this was end of last week. It kind of fell into the news cycle a little bit, but I mean, they cut a thousand. They cut a thousand players across major league or minor. The minor I know. Leagues. What are they going to do? Like these teams and the minors are very seriously at risk here. Totally. And that's like the last place these owners want to spend money is on their like triple A affiliate or double A affiliate. Right. And let me ask. So let me let me throw a wild conspiracy theory out there. Do the owners are the owners not worried about that even a little bit because that ultimately benefits their plan of contracting the minor leagues to begin with? Is that their plan? They were already set to do our theory. No, they were already set to do that. They were cutting like I forget how many teams, but they were already set to cut teams. I think this whole situation is like a, a very nice gift for the owners because it's just fast forwarding all of their plans. Is like is this league structured in a way where it could technically fail? No, I don't think so either. No, I, it's not set up to be super successful, but it's also not set up to fail. I mean, at the end of the day, teams don't really necessarily need the minors if you really think about it. You do, you do, but you don't. Like, te- if you really, really wanted to upheave the system, you could, wouldn't really right. have to worry about that. I mean, yeah, it's, it keeps the dream alive for these players, right? Correct. And I think, like, if you look at, um, if you look at, like, how, like, soccer clubs do it and stuff like that, where they have different, Ooh. uh, they de- have different camps for different age groups throughout, and you basically progress through those camps, through those teams or whatever, that's a way to look, too. Let me just throw this out there. If the minor leagues didn't exist, or maybe if they consolidated to like just a triple A, mm-hmm. how awesome competitive would the college world series be? It would be incredible. It'd be awesome. And these like Bush, not the Bush leagues, like the Atlantic league, the like um, the gr- amateur leagues. Right. They would be incredible too. Yeah. And then you'd see like a lot of hot talent go to the Nippon league and like go to the Dominican and shit like that. That'd be cool. Yeah, I don't think that Major League Baseball would want to lose the share of that, though, is my my concern. I think you're right. You don't want to export that talent, but it would inevitably happen. 
Definitely. And I mean, we've we've seen that in just examples of watching the Korean baseball organization of just seeing players that were like, oh, yeah, what about I forgot about him, you know, that are playing over there that are looking for another chance like Preston Tucker, Preston Tucker. I couldn't put my uh, finger on who it was. Um, But like there's there's several of those kinds of guys in the KBO. And so it's really interesting to see that. And I mean, there is a place for them to go. I just like the minor league to me is such a like. It's more of just like a straight up family environment, right? Like that's the goal is to like you're not really there to watch baseball. It's more about the family night out, right? Yeah, I think so. Um, I like to go watch them, and I'm sure other people do too. But it's like a low. It's like supporting a local Ace Hardware or something. Yeah, it's really strange. It's it's cool though because people do it though because it's cheap entertainment to do with your family. Tickets can be like seven dollars. Yeah, they can also be as much as a ticket to a normal Rangers game here. Oh God! Yeah. So, because I mean, if you think about it, and again, this is contextually because it's the old old ballpark, but here in and you know Arlington, like it's, I mean, you could sit up in the top for three dollars. <laughs> so, because you're outside, you're closer to the sun. Correct. Correct. <laughs> Not anymore, however. <laughs> ben baseball was at the the ballpark yesterday. It looked like. Was he? Yes. he uh, Doing baseballs? Ironically, he made a commercial for this episode that he didn't make it to. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he said episode 110. I don't think that he did, but that's still funny that he didn't make it. I just now thought about that. Oh, boy. Um, I wonder if he's okay. I guess I could pull it up here real quick so we could take a look at it. I'll just mute the audio of it. So we're talking about Ben Baseball here. You know, like you never really know what Ben Baseball is specifically going to do. It's true. It's just a fact. Uh, okay, here we go. I gotta share my uh, my screen with you here. Isn't this show fun, guys? This is cool. All right, Ben Baseball's big face. So we'll just kind of have him in the background while we chat it up. But he's kind of got the ballpark there in the background. Looks pretty cool. Yeah, nice and empty. <laughs> I think it's important that you're not showing the or displaying uh the audio because he could literally be saying anything do you want do you want the audio no no i think this is better this way i'd like to imagine what he's saying he did you could tell earlier that he was talking about a face mask because of the way that he put over uh, put his uh oh you know i thought maybe he was talking about like the straightness of the lines in the parking lot I mean, he would bitch about something like that, but not not in this case. Again, a commercial for this episode that we're doing right now. <laughs> um. Anyway, so yeah, that it's weird to see though, man. Like, it's. I think we're gonna get started with it. It sounds like they're trying to aim for like July to mid July. I I mean, I'm all in for a 50 game season or 60 game season. I think that'd be a lot of fun. I'll watch whatever they'll put on. I they agree with that. you. I mean, every single game would just matter so much more. So many more opportunities for different, you know, yeah. crazy shit to happen that actually matters. 50 games would just be like post-All-Star break. Just imagine what our fantasy right? season would be like and the ways that people oh could get God. dicked over. I I hope they, they'll still do fantasy baseball. Right? Oh, yes. Absolutely. There'll be a way to do it for sure. I'll be, I'll be curious to see how they figure that out. Sp- I, I am too. I'm sure that it'll just be some truncated version just like, like it is for everything else. Um, one other thing that I kind of brought to your uh, brought up to you and Ben the other day is I think one-eared Ivan, the notorious one-eared Ivan, is going to join the show here in a couple of weeks. 
for That's him. awesome. Yes. I look forward to talking with him. It's been yes. a while. How many games has he won? We're going to have to look back on that and check that out. Make sure we know his record and everything. Oh, it's not good. Bad. It's not good at all. <laughs> <laughs> I think well, it's been like four seasons. It's probably around. So each win is a week. Mm-hmm. I would say it's probably below 20. It's definitely below 20. I'm going to say 17. Do you want to? Are you able to look into this briefly while we're talking or no? I'm going to guess it's like 22 or something. I'm saying, um, yeah, I, I'm feeling 17. That's what I'm staying with. Uh, but yeah, we'll have him on. I think it'll be good to talk a little bit of, you know, baseball with one ear dive. And he's, he's a great dude, loves baseball, done with graduate school. So we're going to, uh, we'll actually give him a shout out and an applause on the show here. So he'll have time to actually research and do things with the league and join us. So I think that'll be a lot of fun whenever we get him here. I don't know that Ben has ever really met Ivan too much. Oh, uh, I mean, they've they've crossed paths for sure, but not not to the, you know, you're more familiar with Ivan than Ben baseball is. That's all I know. Okay, good. So let's see here. Still looking for records. Yeah, so. My record is 96, 40, and 5. That's a win percentage of 700. <laughs> Pretty good. Over, so how many, uh, how, what did you say it was? Uh, 96, mm-hmm. 40, and 5. So five ties. That's unbelievable um, that you've tied five times. It's <laughs> a lot of ties. Let's see if I can So find... 141 weeks overall. That's pretty good. 770%. I like it. That's like, uh, that's the Red Sox every year. Pretty much. Okay. Where's mine at? Let's see. Yeah. He is okay. Uh oh. Uh, Ivan is 10, 57, and zero. (laughs) 10? Damn it. I was off by seven. You're off by 10. That's rough. Oh, that's tough. Poor Ivan. That's and a I, win percentage of 150. Ah, uh, I love I love that he's hanging in there though. And I also it's uh it's a testament to the like the longevity. Like so how many so it, it was 10 what give it to me one more time. 57. 10 57 and no ties. So 67 weeks. I mean, that's a lot to hang in there to be winning 15% of your games. I mean, he really thinks he's got something up his sleeve every season. <laughs> but you know what? Like, I admire it, so we're going to talk to him about it. I think that'll be fun. Uh, what is my record like? You are 61 and 31. Okay. So that's a 663 win percentage. So, like, right right around your area. The first yeah. year or two were a little rough for me. Yeah, that's okay. Then we figured everything out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we start gaming the system. Um, so... One thing that I've heard since we've been locked down, so we've been doing episodes basically, what, every week since, I guess, like, like right around when the season was supposed to start, and we were going to do Pretty a prediction, close. we were going to do a predictions episode with Jimmy Midtown, that never got to happen, unfortunately. Um, what's Jimmy, or do you still have those numbers in front of you? What's Jimmy Midtown's fantasy record? Let me pull it up. Okay, you don't have to if you don't have it in front of you. I was just throwing it up now. I can get uh, it pretty quickly. But he was supposed to join us, and so uh, for that, and then that's when all this crap kind of went down, and so we've been, but we've been pretty much out every single week, and I, I really gotten a ton of feedback on the show that people liked it, and that you know it's kind of helped mm. them substitute baseball, and like I've seen shout 
shout outs on on Twitter and you know different places about it. It's really awesome. But the one consistent feedback thing that I heard from all the listeners that have listened to the show for a long time is that they miss some of the segments like the POS corner. And hmm. I it kind of occurred to me it's been so long since we were really consistently doing the POS corner that like I, I kind of forgot about it in general. Like we probably haven't done it since like September of last year. I actually know the date the last time we oh, did it. Say more. October seventh. Okay. Okay. So I was that uh, is uh, the last episode that I was on before the end of the World Series. Before the end of and the then after the end after the end was awards and then we did postseason stuff. And the way that I structure the POS is generally it's about uh, relatively recent baseball things. Yeah. And without any baseball on at the end of the season, there's nothing for me to no no one for me to call a piece of shit. <laughs> so I, I haven't done it since then. And yeah. I've been trying to watch a little KBO to see maybe if I can call out a piece of shit there. Uh, still not comfortable doing that. Okay. Just because I haven't watched nearly. I probably watched like. 12 games okay they're about across yeah. all 10 teams yeah um and like don't want to don't want to bash any of those guys yet i don't know how and they just seem like more civil like we don't see the behind the scenes garbage with you know there's no josh hamilton of kbo we don't want to bash them but their time is coming i'll tell you it's coming they can bat flip like a motherfucker yeah they can we we've been over that before <laughs> um but yeah so i but I wanted to do it just because, like I said, we've had that feedback. It's been a long time. And for those that aren't aware, it comes with just ridiculous music and all that. So we're going to do it. Uh, let's, let's do the POS quarter. This is Paul Ramham from WBAT in Cincinnati. We interrupt this regular schedule of programming to bring you this breaking news bulletin. It appears that people have been called pieces of shit from around the globe. Baseball players in particular seem to be the main target. However, no person, concept, or universe is exempt from this cruel but very usual punishment. The perpetrator has been identified as the great Sambino. Police have confirmed that he is still at large and about to take his piece of shit corner. Ding, ding, ding. Huge piece of shit. Hello again, America. Let's talk pieces of shit. Uh, so last last piece of shit I did October seventh was Zach Grinky. He's on the Astros. <laughs> okay. And <laughs> why was Zach Grinky in the piece of shit corner? Do we remember? I do remember why he was in. Okay. He gave a Bill Belichick news conference where he had like a real face on him. He had like a shit eating grin where he was like gleefully dodging questions. One of the questions that he dodged was like, "Hey." You're in your hometown. What's it like playing on a different team and being so close to home with your family and friends all around? And he just goes, I don't know. And like, just come on. <laughs> he just sucked. Put and then he, he went and like gave up six runs in the World Series. Naturally. <laughs> yeah, um, he got like so shelled that next night. I remember that. <laughs> at that point, after that game, he'd given up 14 runs in the World Series. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Which is actually or maybe probably postseason. Not, it might have been postseason. I was gonna say though, because it's probably not as many as you'd think, just given how many like he's been in the playoffs a good amount. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. And okay. he was good that year. Anyway, um Zach Grinke was on the Astros. I'm calling out the nineteen ninety-two Astros as a piece of shit. Oh, the ninety-two Astros. Okay. Yeah. So um the ninety-two Astros, June first, this time. Uh, 1992, June 1st, 92, was the MLB draft. Mm -hmm. And the Astros 
did not draft Derek Jeter mm-hmm. because he had he was seeking a million dollar signing bonus. And instead they drafted a guy named Phil Nevin. Okay. Big Phil. I'm a I'm a Phil Nevin guy. Say more. That's it. They didn't <laughs> draft Derek Jeter. What a piece of shit move. They knew he was good. Everyone knew he was good. They passed on him. And uh, the rest is history. That guy is fucking good at baseball. I don't like the Yankees. I don't care for Derek Jeter. But he crushed it. And the Astros were just like, fuck you. I'm not not paying you a million dollars. Like, what a waste. Like, that's... The ROI on spending that million dollars is like 8,000-fold. What's the guy's name again? Phil Nevin. N-E-V-I-N. All right, let's take a look at old Phil's career. He's, uh, he, he was in Cal, he's from Cal State Fullerton. Okay, so played what 96 through 2000, 95 through 2006. That's pretty good. Got the longevity factor going on here. Uh, let's see. 12 year career. He batted uh, 270, on base 343, slug 472, OPS of 814. I don't know, man. I, I think that uh, I think they might have made the right choice here over Derek Jeter. <laughs> I mean, look the at Hall Phil here, like twelve-time All-Star. I'm just telling you, man, you got a lot of you got a lot of solid performance here. They'd have made that up in jersey sales in three seasons. I mean, he wasn't he was a, a All-Star, uh, but he was number twenty-one on the list in two thousand one. So you know, well, you also had to look him up, and you know who Derek Jeter is. Oh, Oh, hundred percent. I'm just fucking around. I know who Derek Jeter is. <laughs> I'm just looking at the. Uh, I, I want to. I mean, this is this is not an, a bad all around player though, but just not Derek Jeter. That's that's the point. I get it. Not Derek Jeter, and it's hard to pass up a chance to beat a dead horse, i.e., the the Astros, because there have just been pieces of shit all around with cheating and Roberto Ozuna and just all of it. Fuck those guys. And so they've ninety-two Astros. You suck too. They've essentially gotten a free pass, which is bullshit. I know, I know. I don't. Uh, we've got to scream at them like a lot. I will. I had planned on it. I was. I mean, that was the goal. <laughs> I had tickets to do it. So yeah, I, we're not going to let him forget. But uh, so what? What really got you thinking about? Like, so uh, there's been a ton of Derek Jeter talk this week. Is that kind of what? What kind of got you thinking about it a little bit, or what? Oh yeah, no. Um. So in lieu of there being a lot of recent baseball news for us to harp on outside of our normal segments. Like we're talking about the MLB ownership and the like revenue sharing, all that garbage. Um, There's no real baseball for me to harp on. So what I did is I Googled this day in baseball history. And there's a list of like 40 things that happened June 1st across all the years that baseball has been going on. And so in 92, the Astros didn't choose Derek Jeter in the draft. Um, I have another another this day in history okay. piece of shit. We'll get there in a second. I just want to know why you're shitting on Nevin here, who is a, a Texas Ranger, not once but twice. I'm sorry, Nevin is not the piece of shit the Astros are. <laughs> okay, that's fair. But I, I want to know why you're shitting on Philip Nevin here. Like he he's he's on your team. Oh, he's Philip now. Are you guys buddies or something? <laughs> I don't think he's getting the due that he's deserved here. That's my problem with it. Whatever. I don't even know. Boy, what's his middle name? He was on your team. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. I know that you were big into it on the 2005 and the 2006 season. Mm, probably. Nah. So drafted the third round in the June amateur draft. Wow. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. What a. 
What a real piece of shit move by the Astros. However, I'm, I guess I'm not very surprised. By the way, uh, Philip's middle name is Joseph. Sounds pretty. Philip Joseph Nevin sounds about right. PJN. Yep. Not bad. Not bad at all. All right. Not bad. Not great. Not, not great at all. Great. Pretty tough. It's like a two thirds of a you know, what's his name? The Michael. Oh man, I blew it. I forgot his name. The third baseman from the Rangers. He was Michael Young. Oh two yeah. Two thirds of a Michael Young. Two thirds of a Michael Young. That's like a one eighty hitter. That's like seven Ronald Guzmans. Oh, I or, forgot we were <laughs> or fourteen Maytags. That is the the sad part of this season is that we're not. I don't know how we're going to measure things in people's body parts. We'll figure it out. I'm sure. Don't worry about that. By the way, the the Rangers went seventy nine and eighty three in two thousand five. That was under Buck, and in two thousand six they went eighty and eighty two. So maybe Philip Nevin <sighs> didn't really help the team very much. That's so middling. I know it's not great. My team's just so average, just so average. Holy shit, Hank Blaylock was on that team in 2006? Hank Blaylock was good. Holy shit. I completely <laughs> forgot about Hank Blaylock. Jesus Christ. That's awesome. Big guy. Oh, man, that's awesome. All right, who's your second one? The second one is the the year 2000 on June 1st, the MLB owners. Okay. Same Would more. you like to know why I'm choosing the MLB owners on June 1st of the year 2000? So you're saying on this day, specifically, they were pieces of shit? Uh, probably the months leading up to this date as well. But just trying to transport you back to basically same time Got it. Uh, 20, 20 years ago. Got it. Okay. So um, this is when uh, the MLB was doing realignment because the Diamondbacks and the Tampa Bay Devil Rays we're coming in their new expansion team. So we got to like figure out where they're going to go. Right. Yep. So the, <laughs> the owners are are struggling with how to realign the teams. What they're proposing um, is that the devil rays and the diamondbacks are sort of switching leagues and they're going to eliminate the NL wild card. And then the AL Central is going to consist of six teams to go along with six divisions of only four teams. So what? that's their solution. What? Yeah. That's the MLB's. That's the MLB owner's solution. So run th wait, run through that a little bit slower. Okay, so let's go break this down point by point. Right. So um, the Devil Rays and the Diamondbacks are going to switch leagues. So they would just alt like flip flop every other year. One would be in the AL, one would be in the NL, and then vice versa. Yeah. So this was like a proposal that they were trying to get past. This this was their solution to injecting two teams. Okay. And they were going to eliminate the NL wild card because of that. So would that balance the ticket? I guess it. I guess so. I guess it technically because there'd would, be right? more teams on the NL. The <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> this let's is just, unbelievable. Let, let's forget that that's like fucking obtuse yeah <laughs> beyond all reason yeah and move on okay all right um, i want to make sure i understood the al central would then consist of six teams mm -hmm. to offset what's going on in the nl okay so that would have so been there's six divisions with four teams six divisions with four teams like I, I never understood this. I never understood why they got to this point where they they were imbalanced like that. I don't understand how that ever made sense. So this, the, like, even just reading the words, it doesn't add up yeah. to me 
okay. all. The things I just said don't actually make any sense. Like I can't actually, if I were to write all that down, I'd be like, what the fuck is going on? Like, yeah. so I don't know how that was their official approach. Uh, uh, proposal i now do. <laughs> uh guess what the players association recommended oh no um <laughs> i can't even imagine you gotta tell me moving the astros over to the al west amazing <laughs> who would have thought so the the owners are over here in this corner like Doing whatever. And the players go six teams over here, four teams over here. Why don't we just move the Astros? So they did. Amazing. And it balanced everything perfectly. I just think that's like a very, given what's going on with ownership right now, it's a very interesting snapshot 20 years ago of just how much of a shit show it was then. And it is now. Like you got 30 billionaire owners trying to make conscious, lucid, coherent decisions about organizations. And they're only thinking about themselves. Like clearly some of the shit that I just read off was to favor like the Royals or something like that. And who, what? It makes no sense. It makes no sense whatsoever. That's very true. Have you ever seen a movie called Rat Race? Mm -mm. Okay. So first of all, definitely one you need to get on, but movie called Rat Race, and essentially these billionaires are all getting together and they essentially have this situation where there's a gold key and they have these people racing from all around the country to get to it, and they're taking bets to see how much money it would cost for people to do different things for them, like, you know, hookers and weird things, and just, like, all kinds of strange things. Sometimes I feel like owners of sports franchises just sit around in a room and just try to come up with the weirdest fucking shit that they can come up with and say, okay, let's see if this sticks. Sounds good. Let's try. Yeah, like, no, that never sounded good to anybody. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, I, no wonder these the Players Association feels like it needs to, to square off against its, itself really and truly here. Because this is They're absurd. Not, and, you know, to be, by and large, to be a billionaire, you're probably pretty old. Like, yeah, it takes you a while to accumulate that much money outside of like your Mark Cubans, I guess. Yeah. And these guys don't have a fucking clue. They're usually like, I'll buy a sports team. Yeah. But like those... my poppy did in Cincinnati. It's very interesting, though, because so I'm actually reading a book right now about the it's it's not it's uh, not baseball related, but basketball related. And it's about the Warriors and the their construction of their their dynasty team in the mid 2000s and like it's really interesting because it goes into the silicon valley type of approach of finding the best people that know the most about things like the really basic honest uh logical approach really and truly like hey i don't know something about this maybe i should hire somebody that does and listen to them uh, right and, and it really talks a lot about and I, i've actually i'm really kind of enamored with that too with that idea of uh, of like the top-down type of approach and why that matters in sports and why you see so many people that just bumble these ideas and these things all the time. Like, I don't understand how you spend two months saying, I'm going to take Ben Baseball in the draft and then all of a sudden just say, Hup, we're taking Jimmy. Like, yeah. I, I don't understand how that happens. Well, you know, those owners get a bit of an ego. These are big players in the business world. And they're just like, I know what I'm doing. Don't worry about oh. it. I'm always right. And I always no. got yes men around me. It's like, you got a bunch of guys figuring it out for you. 
And if you lean into that, you're going to go um, to the moon. Yeah, it's unlimited revenue sources, really. And one of my favorite, this brings to mind one of my favorite quotes. It's, uh, all you can do with any large operation is get the best people around you and let them go. Amazing. It's really straightforward. It's not hard. That's why I say that all the time. It's not hard. It's really not. Amazing. Yeah. An amazing piece of like historical trivia. I think baseball or uh, Ben Baseball will be proud of that for you. Yeah, I'm going to have to dig into this a little bit more. I just got like the one little blurb and I was like, this is outrageous. But I need to look up the details because something's either not adding up in what I've written down and like transposed from the website over to here or there's there's more to the story. I have a feeling that you're going to look into this and be absolutely outraged by the proposal that came out and then which is going to cause you to look into different ones and they're going to outrage you just as much as those did. So. Oh no, I'm okay with that. I need some outrage that's oh, no, fake I'm, instead of all the real outrage that's going on around here. I'm 100% with you and I am don't get me wrong cuz I know you're going to bring it to the show and and I'm I'm a fan of that 100%. But uh yeah, it's there's just so many things where sometimes you're like my god. It's just unbelievable. What? Um, all right, good POS corner, man. It's been a while. Eight months if my math is right. That is math. That uh, can't be right. God. <laughs> I know, right? It seems like it was years and years ago. So those that aren't familiar, that's the POS corner. It's usually in the show every week. We'll be hopefully doing it more once baseball gets back. Something. So you were bringing up historical things. Something came across my desk today, and it was a good reminder of... One of my absolute favorite things that's ever happened in, I, it's hard to say Major League Baseball because that's not really necessarily accurate, but just baseball, I guess, in general here. And in 2007, and, and this is like a, one of those June 1st notables, but in 2007, Mississippi Braves manager Philip Wellman engages in a classic tirade, which involved covering home plate with, uh, uh, with dirt. And oh, yes. And I had to play it on the show, first and foremost, because this is one of my favorite things ever. Uh, but this is one of the most, if you haven't looked this up, it's, I remember like this. I said, Phil Wellman, W-E-L-L-M-A-N. He was a manager in, uh, it was like the Braves minor league affiliate. And this dude has the biggest meltdown I've ever seen on the mound. And I just, it just underscores what we love about good manager meltdowns, right? Manager meltdowns are the best. And I lament the day that they disappeared. This wasn't that long ago, right? 2007. So a little bit ago. Seven? Yeah. Are you sure it wasn't later? It said 2007. Oh, my God. It's fantastic. Look at him care <laughs> about the dirt. He's drawn so out, out the home plate. <laughs> he's drawn out the home plate because the strike zone was so bad. Now he's headed out to third base. And he's yell giving that guy a piece of his mind. Stealing Kick the, the base. third base. Oh, he takes the base. Takes the base. <laughs> this is a real disadvantage to those that listen to the podcast and don't watch on YouTube, but it's, you know, it's still, it's not something that we can just talk about and not watch as we go about it. But, I mean, hurling a base out into the outfield is incredible, right? He could do better than that. I think he could have gotten it to the outfield in the air. Well, I wouldn't worry because he follows it up pretty nicely. Oh, this is my yes. favorite part. With the, about the army crawl to the, the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> Take the rosin bag as a grenade. It's a, I love that the players are just standing around laughing. <laughs> it was a really good sky hook yeah. to the home plate. Just bombed it right in front of the umpire at, at home plate. I love him going, ah. 
so-called. Got him. Got him. He is not happy about this ejection in this game either. He's going to go have a deep pull on a bottle of cheap whiskey. He's not even done yet. (laughs) The most amazing part. He takes another base with him. What do they do in that situation? Uh, I mean, do you stick security on him? Probably not. He knows he'll calm down. Do you ask for the bases back? They have other bases. I would definitely take the bases into my office if I were him. Oh, I think he left them. Oh, and he, yeah, he gets a curtain call. That I like. Jesus, how much do you think he got fined? Probably not as much as you probably think. I feel it's like a I, minor league game. Yeah, and I feel like I looked into it one like one time just out of boredom, and his kind of take on it was like I really obviously didn't expect it to become such a thing uh, nearly as much as it did. But I don't know how you can not expect it to be a thing. I mean, it was like very well choreographed. How could you like <laughs> perfectly tamp down the dirt over home? And like draw a new one, like cro- turn the rosin bag into a grenade. Like you couldn't make that shit up on the fly unless you're a deeply creative individual. You've got to practice getting like like that sky hook right. You really do. It's, oh man, it's not an easy thing to do. I don't know if I know this meltdown. Oh, this is uh, Eric McClendon when he was managing the the uh, Mariners. This was maybe McClendon two or three gets years money's ago. worth. <laughs> Hell yeah. But yeah, there's. I, I love a good manager ejection. I love. I mean, that one happened at the minor leagues level, so it's a little bit less. Did he kick his hat. Hell yeah, he, he, did. <laughs> he kicked a hat. Hell yeah. Um, but it's great whenever it happens at the lower level. This is something that definitely doesn't happen nearly as much anymore as it used to. Um, I know there's like one a year, and you know we got um, fucking Yankees guy last year have a really good meltdown, but he didn't get ejected. No, like yeah, the the whole Why savage can't think of his name. Uh, Aaron Boone. Aaron Boone. Got Nick Punto playing in the league. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, like it, it's it's an anniversary. It's one worth celebrating. It's I'll never forget the first time I saw it. I literally was in tears laughing because it just the guy throws a rosin bag like a grenade, and the way he bear crawls to it is just fantastic. Bob Mel is good. I watched like an unhealthy amount of Oakland A's baseball when I lived in the Bay area. I remember he, he's yeah. good. And he doesn't like put up a, he doesn't chirp unless it's real. Right. Uh, see, I like that. I don't, I don't want it to be manufactured nearly as much as you, as people would think. Oh, is this the whole meltdown when we bit somebody? Is that, was that a thing? <laughs> oh man. But yeah, it, it's this. These are the things that I'm missing about baseball, right? Is that kind of where you're at too with it? Yeah, I mean, you don't get this in other sports. No. It's like super calm and collected and calculated, and then it's like absolutely emotional underneath until somebody like totally boils over. I love that, though, because you know a bunch of shit has gone awry before that happens, right? Like that's before we get to a point where everybody's just boiled over, like things have not gone according to plan. Yeah. Can I just say that I don't want to fight Joey Votto? No, I feel like he would absolutely kill somebody if he got the I feel like he's got a lot of power in his base. You know what I mean? Yes. I know he has a lot of power in his base. Look how he hits. (laughs) You want to talk about bat flips for the ages. Talk about a waste of talent, unfortunately, too, which is sad. Yeah. He never made it very far, but he's great. He might... Be Hall of Fame material. I don't know. Probably so. look at the numbers. Well, he's been around a while. He's been good. His on base is like probably over 400 career. Can you look that up real quick? 
I will look that up. Take a look and see. I love a good M- Mike uh, Matheny was pretty good at getting tossed out of games. He was kind of a, a hot collar a little bit. Hot collar. I always like seeing someone that gets really, really rattled, like someone like Joe Madden, who doesn't really get rattled very often. So you know, like a bunch of bullshits probably happen up to that point. All right, you ready for some Joey Votto career stats? Absolutely. He has a war of 62. Okay. <clears throat> How many seasons are we talking about, first and foremost? Uh, let's see. Seasons. Oh, boy. That's tough. 2002 to 2020, so 17 seasons. Okay, pretty good. Pretty good. Um, 1,800 hits, 284 home runs, 307 batting average, 944 RBIs, on base percentage, 421. Damn. Slugging, 519. OPS, 941. Wow. OPS so, of 150. OPS of what? Sorry? OPS of 941. OPS plus of 150. Wow. He's Yeah. He's good at the plate. Very, very disciplined at the plate, for sure. Very disciplined, indeed. But th- just doesn't, just not on the right team, I guess. Is that really what it is? Like, nobody knows who he is, right? I think people know who he is, but only baseball people do. Nobody's if you say Joey Votto to a non-baseball person, they're not going to know anything. I have guess you, the same could be said for like Felix Hernandez or Yeah, I was going to say, have you ever noticed that there's a trend with that? <laughs> yeah. I you know, I don't I don't mind happening happening to love the least loved sport in America. Yeah, it just kind of scares me for the future of it whenever we kind of talk about what we were talking about earlier with the contract stuff and all that. Yeah, I mean, I'll follow the product no matter no matter how quality it is. Yeah. Um it's not going to go anywhere. No, I mean there's way too much money wrapped up into it. That's totally. what it really comes down to. Oh boy, here we go. We got to Oh yeah, when he beat the sh- We were talking shit. about this when he beat the shit out of the phone. Yeah. Yeah, this is a good John Farrell ejection. I remember this one actually. This was not a not a great situation. But yeah, man, it, it's I think there's this like this relaxation I think we're looking at as far as getting back to all this. And it just seems like it's not going to be a situation where we have like cardboard cutouts in the stands. Like I think there's going to be some form of fans there. Right. Do you think not? No. I mean, look at the KBO. They're not doing that. Yeah. They're putting cardboard cutouts in there. (laughs) Oh, sorry. Yeah. There's not real fans though. The, The cardboard cutouts don't generate any money. Sure. They do. It costs money. No, that's an incredible thing that they have. But no, oh, yeah, love, you're probably right. A-Rod no fans. Bean. What's that? I love a good A-Rod Bean. Don't we all? Joe Girardi, get out of there. You're terrible on television. It, it's going to be interesting to see what he does with the Phillies. It really is. When was the last time you thought about Ryan Dempster, by the way? Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say 2008. Yeah, it's been a little bit. He pitched for the Rangers in like 2012, didn't he? He did something like that. I don't right? know about tw- uh, somewhere around there, somewhere yeah. around there. Yeah, that early 2010s era. Yeah, God, I miss baseball. Oh, here we go with some George Brett freak out. Hell yeah, I miss American baseball because this doesn't happen in Korea. They're all happy to have jobs and like they grow up dreaming of this shit and they like just treasure it. Everybody's very respectful nice to one another. Everybody's respectful. Americans have nothing left to lose. Very respectful, and I, yeah, it's okay. It's a shame. It's George weird. Brett. Black bucks, no socks. Yeah, if you don't know what that is, you you should. I don't. Know, I don't even know if I should recommend people looking into that. To be honest with you. Yeah, I, I think that's like an, one of my top five recommendations for YouTube. Yeah, it's definitely up forever. There. It's a great one. 
Um, it wouldn't make sense without the audio. I mean, I guess we could always just play the audio on the show if we wanted to, but, you know, whatever. We'll get into it at some other point. I think it's worth its own segment more so than anything else. Um, we should uh, commemorate the anniversary every year when it happens because it's just our favorite thing. It really is. Oh, boy, I love a good take the jersey off and throw it type situation. Is that Tory Hunter? Oh, yeah. Man, didn't he's he, good. He was good, too. Didn't he play till like, last year or something like that? He was around a really long time. Real Daryl Strawberry. Is he, like, a Hall of Famer, do you think? I don't think so. What are his numbers? Let's take a look. I bet you he is. Probably not first ballot, though. He played too long on the Angels to be in the Hall of Fame. They're, <laughs> they're going <laughs> to be a deluge of people that are going to get in because they're going to be trying to cover for the fact that they're not going to let people like A-Rod in, which is fucking unbelievable. Yeah. That's kind of be to be expected. Why is not pulling up on baseball reference? Tori Hunter, right? No, play baseball. It's two eyes. Two eyes. Oh, we got another base stealing situation here. I love that you can interpret that two ways. Tori Hunter. I'm going to say second ballot Hall of Famer. I think he retired this past year. I'm going to say for a career. Oh, you got to help. Tell me how long first. I want to do some guesses. I got him. All right. How many seasons did he play? Give me that at first. 19 years. 19 years. So I'm going to say that he hit like something like 302. No. No? Nope. How how off am I? 277. 277. Okay. Um, On base, I'm going to say, geez, I don't really remember. How 331. Much. 331. Okay. What are the rest it's of not them? That good. Uh, OPS 793, 553, sorry, 353 home runs, um, 50 war. It's not a Hall of Fame material. It's what, good. The, la- the last couple of years had to have been bad. When did he retire? 2015. 2015. Okay, so I, I remembered him being around more recently than that, so I guess I misremembered that. Uh, he sounds like he should have called it quits earlier on, though. I mean, what were the last couple of years like? Not great. I mean, the last year he had 22 home runs. That's pretty much this. He never got out of the 30s every year. Uh, he had 81 RBIs. He hit 240 and on base 293. It wasn't the best year, but um, it was the last couple of years were pretty much dead on average, like 300 on base, above average OPS. He's just average. He's like a above average guy. Two, he's a seven out of ten forever. How long ago, or how long did he waste away with the Angels? Uh, looks like majority of his career, right? Five. He was mostly with Minnesota. He started in Minnesota '97 to 2007. Went to LA, then Detroit, and then back to Minnesota to retire. That's right. Okay, that's fair. Okay. I, hmm. Wow. I would have thought he had a little bit better career than that. I thought he was a little bit more consistent than that. He, I think, defensively was always really, really good in outfield. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, what about stolen bases? Middling, never over 30 stolen bases. I remember him being super pissed whenever Poppy hit that home run over his head into the bullpen in 2013. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be okay. one of my favorite things. <laughs> that and the belly slide that Prince, Prince Fielder did in the third. Oh, Always a classic. You mean the one where the earth moved because he hit it so hard? God, dude, so much earth moving. I miss Prince Fielder, though. I do like I, I like love, him a lot. 
I hated him for so long. And I was able to get over it when he left the Tigers. I don't know. I liked him on the Rangers. Obviously, like a swollen contract, but um, sad that he had to go because of his spinal fusions. Well, he played. How many years did he play with the Rangers? I'm going to say like two, At the two most. or three, and then he had to stop. 14 was his last year. I know that, but I don't remember. 16. Six, 16. Oh, 16. That's right. But he got traded to the Rangers in 14, maybe? 13 uh, was his last year with Detroit. Um, he was with Texas 14, 15, 16, right. and then he had to stop okay. playing. That's right. He got traded that offseason. But they had an... So he had... What was his contract? He had a really on? good year. Not really good. Pretty good year in 2015. He played 158 games. He had 28 home runs. Um, he batted 305, <clears throat> OPS of 841. The other two seasons with Texas were he was hurt. That's right. Okay. Uh, do you want to hear a crazy fact? So, yes. Prince Fielder owed $24 million in the final year of his contract with the Rangers is received is to receive his full termination pay under the terms of the March agreement that the players came up with in uh, regarding the 2020 season. So this was the final year of that contract. And he'll get paid. And he'll get paid. In other words, he's going to make more than just about anybody else that's not that's in the league now at all. Oh, my God. That's awesome. Good for him. So basically you have Mike Trout, who's going to make 37.7, Garrett Cole, 36, and then that's it. That's crazy. <laughs> and then Prince Fielder. <laughs> I liked his attitude. He had a good attitude. He was a good clubhouse guy. Those intangibles were good. He's obviously terrible defensively, but he swung a mighty stick. He did. And, I mean, it was a nine-year, $214 million contract. How much of, the, how much of it do you think the Rangers paid? Uh, a lot of it. It's going to shock you. $9 million. That's how much they have paid him. That's how much they paid in total. Because the thing is, his his uh, paycheck that he's getting now is is insurance that they've taken out against him whenever they signed him to that contract. Ooh. So they were only on the hook for like nine mil of it, and then like whatever the trade you know entailed to get him you, there. But I mean, they took do on. You think the range? Uh, I was just gonna say they took on a lot of contracts, so they probably didn't have to give up a whole lot. Do you think the Rangers use Globe Life? Oh, probably. <laughs> probably so. How does that work? Do you just like walk over to the local office kind of thing? <laughs> I've never heard of Global Life. I Me don't either. know how it works. I don't know. Either. Is that like the Hardys of life insurance and player insurance? Probably or is it the Carl's Jr. It's more like a Carl's Jr. type thing. I have a feeling. Um, Same deal. God, dude, he made $227 million over his career. That's crazy. Good for him. He's a, he's a dying breed. The out of largely, he's not out of shape. He's a strong guy. Obviously, a strong guy. Just like covered in a lot of fat. Right? Are you gonna tell me that that belly slide was was muscle? Is that? No, I'm just saying there's a lot of muscle under that fat. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean he he had the momentum thing down properly though. That's the thing. <laughs> a lot a lot of inertia. That guy knows how physics work. Right. <laughs> um, I love that whenever I type in. Uh, hold on, I'm putting this back up because this is absolutely worth watching right quick. Uh, 30 second clip. There we go. <laughs> Here it comes. <laughs> you, the, the base isn't even in the frame <laughs> before they got him. 
Nope. Not even close. It's good. That's all right. I think he'll, yeah. <laughs> I think that he will be sleeping with his $200 million, $230 million just fine. He's doing just fine, I'm sure, wherever he is. He sure is. All right, man, we're going to go ahead and wrap up. It's been good to catch up a little bit and talk a little bit of baseball. Hopefully, by next episode, we actually have something more concrete. Do you think we will? No. I don't think so either. I think we're still <laughs> probably at least two to three weeks away from even like a, a concrete plan. Go Dinos, 18 and 5. 18 and 5. Where Where is everybody else at right now? Give us a quick standings update. Um, the LG Twins are two games back from them. The Doosan Bears are two games back from them. Okay. I'll pull it up real quick. Is Ben still in the basement? Uh, NC Dinos, 18 and 5. LG Twins, 16 and 17. Okay. Doosan Bears, 19 and 4. We got two teams at 500, and the rest are a bunch of losers. Okay. Not, not surprising. All right. We'll do more KBO update next time when we have a little bit more time and we have been baseball here to own his pick. Until next time, make sure to check us out at sensiblyloud.com and follow us on social media on Facebook at Sensibly Loud Media as well as on Twitter and Instagram at Sensibly Loud. We want to thank everyone for tuning in for episode 111 of the Outfielder Podcast. We'd like to thank all of our fans. Sensibly Loud Media, our sponsors, and those with the sharp eye to keep the runners close. Grounds crew, please keep patrolling that outfield. Big ups to Kevin Towers. Don't text and drive, and we'll see you right back here next time on the Outfielder Podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah.